Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Gaudi Podcast. Uh, Happy New Year. Um, I'm joined today by the Gaudi's arts editor, Rory. Hello, Rory. How are you? Hello. All good on this side. It's good to be back. Yeah. You, are you back in Aberdeen, yeah? Yes. Luckily, I made it before things got worse. Can, can things get any worse? That's the upbeat I want to start on. No, I think things will get better soon, hopefully. We've, we've just got the news that schools are going to start reopening in Scotland in a phased way from Monday. So hopefully that's the start, of, the beginning of the end this time, maybe. But I think it's going to be a long time before we get back to anything like normal before. Um, the Gaudi's back. I mean, the Gaudi's been a... Was it 1934? I think I'm right in saying. The yes. Gaudi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, we're the oldest student newspaper in Scotland, according to The Guardian. And um, I, I guess this was probably the biggest gap in production ever, maybe. Yeah, I mean, apart from, well, World War Two, but yes. Did we stop during World War Two? That I don't know. Actually, it's a good piece of trivia. I assumed, but maybe not. I will do research into this for the next episode. Mm. <laughs> whether we stopped for World War Two, but apart from World War Two, then this is probably the longest that we've ever stopped. And um, yeah, it's been it's been. I mean, we have been posting online a lot of social media stuff. You guys have still been writing and editing, and and we've done some events, we've made some podcasts, and, and that sort of stuff. But it's not the same, is it? No, mm, it feels good to be to be kind of back to a, a semi-normal, but you're right. Um, we've done so many things, but it would be nice to be back as normal in short. In, in every aspect of life, but just sort of summarize the people. What we're doing now is instead of, instead of printing as a physical newspaper every fortnight during term time, from yesterday, Monday the 15th of February 2021, uh, we are producing a paper but then just not printing it which is a innovative way of doing things and we're just posting the full paper online like an ebook if you will also yeah. contributing to saving the environment you see yeah. the gaudi is doing some good work exactly and as i said last week that bit on the front inside the front cover of the gaudi that says the gaudi is printed on 100 percent recycled paper has never been truer right yeah. Absolutely recyclable, the Gaudi now. We are fully carbon neutral. So that's that's excellent. So you can find out, you can see that you can see these this the, the, the e version of the Gaudi on issue. The link is across our social media and I'll put it in the in the description of this podcast as well. Um so so how has it been for you producing this edition of the Gaudi remotely and not actually meeting any of the writers or anyone that's done anything? It's it's been challenging. Um, At the same time, we were primarily based on emails and people would send us pieces, uh, well, via the internet anyway. So we haven't really experienced much, much of a change in that sense. But it's always good to talk to your writers and to talk to productions. You know, it's it's much nicer to just discuss ideas for design and everything concerning the outlook, the distribution of the paper. That's that's something very very good to do as a social as a social excuse yeah (laughs) absolutely and I mean it has it has sort of changed the way the team works I mean usually the Gaudi would go into production the weekend before it was released and 
you know, there'd be lots of people in and out of a very busy office in the hub, but obviously none of us have been in the hub since, since March. Um, so yeah, I mean, that aspect of it's changed as well. Like you say, the production aspect and, and the sort of camaraderie amongst the team of getting something produced. Um, it was produced faster though, I thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think also everybody was already, was already familiar with, you know, internet communicating via the internet and sending pieces back and forth. At that point, we had a page, uh, an online page up and running. So we were already doing that very well. So that's that saved us a lot of time. Yeah, and we've been doing quite well on social media as well, numbers wise. So it's not like we've completely gone off the face of the earth over the year. Um, like, I've, like I've been saying to Anthony, our news editor, a lot, like this has been the busiest year probably ever for, for the news certainly in the Gaudian just the amount of issues every week related to the pandemic that are that are heavily impacting students whether that be like physically mentally emotionally academically um you know from from the from the the fact that loads of students were locked down in Hillhead and the the principal traveling to Wales and whether that was that was all right or not and um just there's just been so much hasn't there Yes, I think also, as you said, especially for news, it's been crazy and they've really done a great job updating students about what was happening. You know, sometimes we wouldn't really know if the library would open the week after or if restrictions were changing. And I think they've done a pretty pretty good job with that. Absolutely. And the fact that they've moved so fast and there's such a fast-moving situation to the point that, that I'm finding out things about um, about my classes and about my other roles within the university through Anthony and the news with the Gaudi is, is just a testament to how hard they've been working as well. So yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, another massive issue that's impacted students that we spoke about quite a lot in the, in the podcast I released earlier on in the week um, was the no detriment policy. And that seems to be something that's really, really impacting students, doesn't it? Yeah, I've heard a lot of opinions about this, some pro the no detriment policy and some against. But, you know, judging on how students have done during the pandemic and judging how people have coped in their last year um, with everything going on, I feel like it's worth still today discussing and talking about the no detriment policy as a very a major and an important change that the university implemented yeah, so, so if you don't know, the, the University Senate, which is the sort of academic governing body of the University of Aberdeen, took the controversial decision a couple of weeks ago now to not approve a no detriment policy that would help students uh, combat the, you know, the emotional, mental, academic impact of the pandemic on their, on their university work um, through various different mechanisms. And they didn't approve that. There was a no detriment policy in place for some of the last semester. It perhaps wasn't as deep or as, um, as all encompassing as some students wanted. This policy seemed to have more of an approval from students and from everyone that I've spoken to, it is quite difficult to find someone, a student or even a staff member that's willing to, um, come speak to people from the gallery or just speak to me personally about the fact they're opposed to it but there are there are arguments against it and they need to be listened to but it does appear that most students are in favor of this and the latest update that we've got is that the principal george Boyne has called an emergency meeting of the senate um 
to hopefully or well for some hopefully to to come to some sort of agreement we don't know when that meeting is though um there's been a campaign set up hasn't there as well yes Mm -hmm. and i think also the um, you will find all the information about the new meeting from the gaudi news because they're looking into it (laughs) well exactly and it's i mean it's a um there's been a lot of sort of testimonials coming out from from Elsa and that this new campaign as well of the different ways that students have been impacted uh, by the pandemic as well. There's a bit about that in your section, isn't there, this week in, in arts about how students feel um, their education has been impacted about the pandemic. Yes, we we decided not to focus on the known detriment because, as I said, news covered it very very well. But also, one of our writers wanted to explore how not only the no deterrent policy, but also how the pandemic has changed um, the usual way that degrees in arts, especially language, literature, music and visual, visual culture, you know, they've been affected in ways that other departments haven't. They're just been mm. affected in a different way. That's the thing. So we were also discussing how students felt about the changes happening. So, yeah. Yeah. And do, do, do you think it's right to say that perhaps art students because often their degrees are not seen as valuable have been left astray during the during the pandemic because perhaps they didn't have as many on-campus classes when they were allowed Mm, it's it's a tricky question um i think yes there was a quicker a quicker decision to move everything online because it was easier to adapt. But yeah. at the same time, if you consider some courses that really rely on, I don't want to say social meetings, but for example, music, you need to play together. You know, it's not something that you can do over a Zoom or a Microsoft Teams yeah. call. Or I'm a, I'm a history of art student and we used to have a course of museum studies. So we would go actually to museums, which is something that we can't do anymore. It's not something you can move online. So of course there are things that have been, there are things that have been um, adapted pretty well, but some others are really difficult to, to conciliate with the arts part. Yeah. And I suppose that this sort of plays into the no detriment policy, doesn't it? Because you know, some students have had more of an opportunity to have physical classes just because of what their degree is. You know, um, I'm not saying that the, the 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 medical students shouldn't be given priority at this time, but they have had more of a university experience this year because of their degree than a lot of the rest of us have. And so a no detriment policy would perhaps go some way to compete with that. And also the fact that a lot of students are struggling with mental health, along with the wider population, of course. But students do seem to be taking quite a lot of the brunt of the blame and um, other aspects of the pandemic. Um, And the no detriment policy would aim perhaps to combat that to an extent is what the people who are who are in favour of that policy um, would say. Uh, others would perhaps just to provide a bit of balance because we are the Gaudi. Others would perhaps say that um, you know it would it would artificially inflate grade and grades and perhaps lead to employers having a bias against those who did not uh, go for a no detriment policy uh, as well. Um, so what else is in the art section this week? Is is it have you just been to me about education, or is there other bits and bobs in there? So 
this is uh, one of the longer pieces we wanted to feature because you see it's time sensitive and of course it discusses all the important points that you've mentioned so far. But also we've kept uh, the classical arts layout. We have reviews and uh, I must say it's it's hard to retrieve reviews right now because mm. there are there are not as many releases as there used to be, of course, in 2019, for example. And, you know, they're released often across private platforms and not everyone can have access to private platforms the same way that, you know, it worked before. But we've featured a couple of good pieces um, about movie reviews. We are currently covering the movie, the movie Tetris that's being shot in Aberdeen and in Aberdeenshire. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That's a bit more upbeat news, the fact that they're... I mean, it's upbeat until you find out that they're using Aberdeen as a replication of Soviet-era Cold War Russia. So uh, it's... Yes, it's it's upbeat in a very paradoxical way. Is that a to Aberdeen? Is that... Or is it just like a sort of... Is it a sort of, you know, pie-in-the-face for Aberdeen that we're being used as a, a city to replicate Cold War Russia? I don't know. Yeah, I think um, they're using particular buildings. I think they're shooting in Seamount and uh, some of the some of the granite buildings that have this this very Soviet flavor, social housing flavor. And I think they're doing that also in a couple of other places in Aberdeenshire in which they can replicate. Um, yeah, yeah. I that's very walk, interesting. <laughs> I did walk past one of the areas the other day, and I was like, Do you know what? I get it. I think with the snow and and the rain, you know what? Yeah, they've they've actually got this bang on for Soviet. All you need is people queuing up for food parcels and just sort it. (laughs) Oh, it would have been nice if the snow had lasted until, because I think they're starting the shootings in, um, I want to say Saturday. They're definitely starting this weekend. So it would have been very, very, very Soviet um, (laughs) to have the snow featured in background. But I guess that's, that's, not happening not happening at least uh, naturally absolutely and that that film stars Taron Egerton as well so it's quite a big um yeah as well bank bank rolled by apple so hopefully it, it, Aberdeen comes out of it in a positive light and there's more movies and tv shows that, that come here to film um as well because there is there is more to Scotland than just Edinburgh and Glasgow as I will always passionately <laughs> the proud Highlander uh, as well um so what else is in arts um, yes, also, uh, just uh, the last couple of sentences about the movie. Um, one of my deputies in arts, one of our team, uh, is actually part of the, the working crew in the movie, which is super, you know, it's great. Really? She's, uh, she's going to be on the front line when the movie is going to be shot. And I do agree with you. It's good that they're capturing the places further up than just the central belt. And I think this was something that we discussed about with uh, Creative Scotland. They were very happy that Aberdeen was chosen as, you know, the shooting location. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's really important. There are, you've, you've also, um, there are some film reviews in, in the Gaudi as well. Um, I did, I do note though that you've got at the bottom of the, the film review section that um, there were, um, 157 monthly re- uh, releases in 2019 versus 21 in 2020, yeah. which is is crazy, isn't it? How much uh, everything's been produced, and but things are back in production though. I mean, there are. I think you can tell though when you're watching TV and film now. I mean, obviously with panel shows and chat shows, you can tell coronavirus has, has impacted them because they've got like glass mm-hmm. 
or thing. But I think you, you're starting to be able to tell. I was watching something on Netflix the other day, a sitcom, and I could tell it was filmed with social distancing. You know, it's all right. really staged and stuff. So you're going to have to get used to that for a while. But I don't know if you've felt the same that when you watch films and TV shows from pre-COVID and in the back of your head, you're like, oh, they're too close or they shouldn't be hugging. Or how many people is that? It's, it's oh, scary. Oh, yeah. Party really scenes. <laughs> Crowd scenes just, uh, yeah, they make me worried. I watched Friends recently, and um, I had the same feeling rewatching the crowd scenes. <laughs> well, Joey doesn't have a mask on; he's going to get himself. He's going to get himself infected. <laughs> yeah. Um, although at least they can comply to the rule of six, can't they? So yeah, right. <laughs> They're fine. It's all good. Um, and you've written a piece at the start of the art section as well um, about. Um, the Scottish Book Trust New Right of 2021. Um, do you want to speak a bit about that? Yes, it's a very nice initiative in general. Um, the Scottish Book Trust um, has a new writers section, which is not something that every that every organization has. And uh, this year, so 2021, went to an alumnus of uh, Aberdeen University. She uh, graduated in English and Creative Writing a couple of years ago, and then she did her masters in Aberdeen. So she now, Anna Nicholson now lives and works in here. She has several performance places. When performance places were a thing, she used to be in quite a lot of them. And um, I've heard her stories and read her stories myself. And she's a very, very talented writer. She's a brilliant person. And she brings so much. Going back to what you said about Scotland uh, mm. being, you know, vast and not just the big cities. She's from Shetland. and. Yeah. It's so good to see the folklore, to see the colourful part of Scotland, the part with all the, the legendary and the, the fantastic. She really gives it a strong and a clear voice. So I'm really proud that she won. And again, it's good to hear a voice that isn't your standard Scottish accent. It's, you know, she, she, I, you mentioned in the article that she, you know, she's, she promotes the Shetland dialect. And... Uh -huh and sort of the, the culture of Shetland as well, which is just so, so important um, as well. And that's a competition that runs every year, you, you've mentioned as well. Uh-huh. I think submissions are by the end of May, mm. end of May, end of July, but you will find all the info. I've included some info in the, in the interview with Anna. And the only thing is that it's not open to um, students that are enrolled in part-time or full-time education but right. once you've graduated you can enter yeah I know that's the only thing but you know you can always keep it in mind if it's I mean, something creative the way the economy is none of us are graduating and getting jobs anytime soon so we may have <laughs> might as well write a book in the meantime yeah I agree <laughs> positivity that's my, uh, that's my <laughs> anyway um and yeah is there anything else that I've missed from arts um, we also covered um, how the Sundance Festival was was online, of course, this year. And was anything interesting to come out of the Sundance Festival? Hmm, sorry. Was there anything interesting to come out of the festival this year? Yes, yes, there are a couple of titles. I think one of them is a UK-based production, but it's an, quite an international one as well. I don't remember the titles right now because I, I didn't go to the festival myself. This is something yeah. that 
some the other person in my team, the one who's also going to be part of the Aberdeen movie, she covers everything uh, cinematic, but she was very excited about it. And she said that there are very good releases coming out. So that's hopefully good. that's something to look forward to. Exactly. That's what we need the most at the moment as well. So um, what have we got to look forward to in a couple of weeks time? And what are you interested in hearing about from people who want to write for arts? Because that's the benefit of the gallery is that you can be listening to this now, email um, you at arcs at the com, And then in two weeks time, we'll be talking about your article, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. So what are you looking for? So I'm still looking for reviews of things that came out recently. If you have any any Netflix or subscription of any type and you want to cover something in particular, but also we think it's very interesting to go back to previous releases. So things that you've enjoyed watching, for example, during lockdown or you've watched before and you are you decided to watch again, any kind of reviews, we like that and we think it's good to have them featured um music same thing there are not many new releases right now but we're happy to have comparison of albums and um one of our writers is doing um is doing a release next week uh with she's she's covering uh, the whole taylor swift career and re-recording her previous albums which is something musically speaking very exciting it doesn't happen to many artists and then, yeah, anything um, related to, of course, events are online right now, but we are still happy to cover the, the Granite Noir, for example. They have a bunch of events online, and it's just very interesting to go if you're interested in, well, in the genre, but also just in creative writing in Aberdeen. And anything artsy. So we're open to something like our writers did in the in the previous edition about focusing on arts and education or arts and the industry writing uh, music whatever you're into we will gladly read your pitches and uh, go through with you we're a very nice team we don't bite um wow. <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> perfect well you've sold arts there and the main message i'm taking away is that the pandemic hasn't completely killed arts so get in touch with artsatthegaudi.com and uh, yeah, and make sure you, you pick up the paper and turn straight away to IV and Fine Arts because that's where the, the best stuff is this week. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just to advertise the other sections of the Gaudi to maintain balance and favour amongst the wider group. Um, you know, we've mentioned um, the new section a lot and, and how they've, they've covered um, the travel restrictions and and that theme has continued into features as well this week they've got a bit on what to expect and how to prepare for hotel quarantine that of course came into effect uh yesterday morning at 4 a.m uh, on the 15th of february that all uh, international arrivals into scotland have to head to and, and pay for um quarantine that'll be something that impacts students very heavily so i'm sure we'll be speaking about that in, in the in the weeks and months to come uh opine and um Opine have a section on, um, on again the no detriment policy, but also talking about the things that's that, that's been in the news recently about um, the, the the YouTuber Zoella and the things that she's been offering uh, on her website and how that matches with uh, her place in some schools' curriculums uh, as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot in the Gaudi is basically my main message here. So make sure you um, click the link below. 
and uh, read away. Let us know what you think. And if you'd like to write for us, get in touch. Um, the email addresses are on our website. And if you want to get in touch more broadly, email editor at legality.com. Thank you, Rory, for joining us. Is there anything else you want to say? No, thank you. I just, I agree. It's a great edition. Go and have a read. There are many, many super interesting pieces. And yeah, we've done a great job. Yeah. You <laughs> thank you. Know. Absolutely. And it's, it's great to be back as well. Um, so yeah, make sure you uh, like, follow, subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. See you.